discovering my true gifts, you know, which all happened in the, the marketing of my own business, you know, I realized that what people struggle with is actually some of the things that I'm actually naturally really good at, like Instagram and Facebook and social media. And, you know, when I was putting together funnels and landing pages and lead magnets and all of that stuff. And when I realized I could actually show and teach people exactly what I do. Today, I get to speak with Phoebe Lay. She's a business coach and mentor. And as a founder and director of Thrive and Shine Company, Phoebe helps entrepreneurs and business owners with their social media marketing, including Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Phoebe combines her expertise in business coaching with her strengths in branding and social media marketing to give business owners a system and a blueprint to generate leads and increase profit through building a strong online presence. Phoebe also has an online program and runs regular masterminds and workshops to help small and medium businesses gain more customers and scale their brands through social media marketing. Over the past three years, Phoebe has developed a seven-step system for her clients, which she shares at workshops and events. Let's listen into this conversation and follow along the journey of Phoebe Lay. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life who want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Baby, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's, a, it's an absolute honor and a pleasure. So Phoebe and I have been connected through social media, specifically Facebook, for quite some time. I can't even remember how I discovered her, but she's been doing some really amazing things with her audience, with the knowledge that she has and going into the coaching business. And I was like, hey, I love what you're doing. Let's bring you on to the podcast. And since we have this time zone difference, she's in Australia, I'm in the U.S., we are tech literally worlds apart. <laughs> when I'm going to sleep and is when she's waking up. So we, we finally figured out a time that worked for both of us. So really appreciative of, you know, coming on and making this happen for us. Oh, it's a pleasure. I mean, like for me, it's 2 p.m. my time at the moment. So I'm not staying up. <laughs> it's right in the middle of the day. <laughs> so I'm glad we could work it out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I actually took a little nap because I put my daughter to sleep around 9.30 and then I usually f knock out as well. So I was like, okay, I'm going to put her to sleep. I'll be a little refreshed, you know, and then um, come on and do the episode. All right. So what I really love to get into is the origin story. You know, tell us a version of your journey that no one's heard of before. So starting from the grassroots, where do those, these mindset evolve from, you know, how did your platform emerge from? So yeah, give it a go. Well, I guess, um, you know, I'm actually in the process of writing a book about this. So it's, it's, it is kind of an unheard story and, um, mm. and let's see what comes out. Cause I think every time I tell it, it's different. There's so many details do it but um yeah. and it, you know like I grew up in a family where my mom being a Chinese mother 
was very, mm. very much about, and, and also my grandmother as well. I'll, I'll bring her into this a bit in a bit, mm. but um, she was very much about always striving for excellence and a very typical Chinese tiger mom. I don't know if you've heard of that book, um, you know, Battle Hymn of the Tiger Mother. But when that oh, came out, my mom was the first to buy it. And she said to me, look, look, Phoebe, they've actually come out with a book that talks about Chinese moms like me. And I was like, that's great. And, um, and I remember <laughs> her, like that moment that she had of just how proud she was that, you know, there are like, it's being publicized that there are women like her that want their children to be the best to go up, go and, you know, learn art, do dancing, ballet, you know, after school tuition and all that. And so growing up, I always had this expectation that I would come out and um, come out of school and be someone that had a professional job and a profe professional career and then get married, have children and do all of that by, by the age of 30 and, you know, buy houses and things like that. <laughs> and I remember like that pressure that I had on myself, especially when I was at uni, I was studying radiography to eventually become an ultrasonographer. And that was again, a, a suggestion from my mom and I stuck it out. And I remember really struggling with, anxiety in at the age of 24 and it was to the point where it was very very debilitating I couldn't mm. I couldn't work I couldn't study I was just constantly worrying about my you know my marks whether or not I'd finish uni and come out and wear that square hat and make my parents proud and it was you know it was something that I ended up um overcoming like I overcame that through the help of my family and also mainly through the changing of my mindset and it's mm. funny like you look back at it now and you know it's been so many years and um I think I said 24 I think I was about more like 19 or 20 actually it was 24 yeah. that I finished my degree so I was you know quite mm. young and had all that pressure on myself and and I speak to young people these days now and I say it's actually not about like you knowing what you want to be when you finish school and knowing straight away what your true life purpose is. That's something yeah. that takes time. And even now, you know, in my thirties, I am still finding, you know, people still ask me like, what's your purpose? And you still sometimes go, you know, that could be something that's still evolving. That could be something that I, you know, I might, think I know now but in five ten years time it you know that that vision might become clearer and it does over yeah. time so long story short you know I ended up finishing my uni degree got a job got a really good job and worked in the UK for a bit so did a lot of traveling a lot of solo traveling um in my 20s went to Europe like mm. four times on my own which you know I remember my parents were like what are you doing you're gonna get human trafficked <laughs> you're gonna get taken <laughs> and there's no Liam yeah. Neeson to save you um yeah. and I eventually discovered that I really had a, a drive and a passion for creative mm. work and particularly photography and that was that was basically how it all evolved I started my first hustle side hustle which is um a, was a photography business and i left you know left a full-time job and people thought i was crazy my friends were like 
what are you doing? You've got this job. You like studied so damn hard, like went through all that. And you're now just going to drop it all and go, go to tape and study photography. And I was like, yeah, it's my passion. I'm going to follow my passion. You know, I'm all about that. And, um, and the things that have evolved, like now, you know, that was six years ago or, you know, I don't know how long, like five or six years ago. Now I look back yeah. and I go, that was all for a reason. Like every single stepping stone taught me something, you know, taught me about looking at the bigger picture. It taught me, you know, in, when I was studying photography, it taught me about the way people live on creativity and passion and, mm. and they, they don't have an income like, had an income like I did they were literally just you know working at like a cafe or a bar at night and then doing what they loved and so yeah that made me less and less fearless about not having that stable consistent income and that you know I guess soft cushion to fall back mm. on um which eventually led me to business now that's amazing you know it's that that story is so beautiful and where you know you discover yourself and that it's true like people discover themselves throughout their lives one of the uh, and age doesn't matter you know you could be in your 20s you could be in your 30s you could be in your 60s when you're finally realizing your why like a lot of people say oh i'm too old for this and gary vaynerchuk actually tells you you're not old you're still, you've still got time, right? Yeah. And you're telling us about, you know, getting, getting into photography, picking a passion and just putting all of it in all of yourself into that new passion helps you grow in a way that structured grow. Like it's, it's almost like you go to a nursery garden and they've got a plan for these plants okay they're gonna go through this process and go and that's basically school you go through that program but then there's the wildflowers they're still growing out there they're still making people's days by blooming those purples those pinks those you know di different colors so where you find that nutrients it all comes down to how you use that passion and the brain power so thank you for sharing that was beautiful pleasure i love that analogy um i love analogies <laughs> like live on these but um the other the other par powerful part uh, that i noticed was so you went into the passion you grew through the different stages and gary vaynerchuk he says you know it doesn't matter what age you are and you you said the same thing you you know you still are evolving into your why and your why like when i was younger i was like oh i'm, I'm i want to be a graphic designer or i want to be a web designer this is what i'm going to do this is my career i never really finished college like myself because i just kept thinking about different things and what can be done and at a at a much younger age i was introduced into like working so anyways long story short now that I'm in my 40s, I figure I figured a lot of different things out and putting those puzzle pieces together. I'm like, it's not too late for me. I could still do this. And past two and a half years have been like monumental because I've been able to connect to so many different people 
in the space of making their own path and making their own future. And I look at them like, oh, this person's making blah, blah, blah per month and all it, they're, they're working for themselves. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's very enticing, right? You're like, oh, make 30K to 50K on high, high level ticket items. Like, what is this stuff, right? How are they able to do it? And it comes down to systems, right? You got to have a system in place. A business cannot grow. I mean, you can grow so far as an entrepreneur or as a solopreneur or a freelancer, but once you start putting systems in place, then you truly realize the potential of how many hours you can multiply in a day. Mm. Mm. Yeah, definitely. All right, so I don't know when, what I'm thinking. Okay, so let's come back to some um, base ground. So what mm. keeps you motivated and, um, and keep going in this direction? I mean, the results have to be it, right? Yeah, well, one of the things that keeps me motivated, aside from the fact that I am in, I think innately, thanks to my tiger mom and thanks to the upbringing that I have, I am innately one of those people that, you know, the, some people call me high achieve and a, a high achiever, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. I never, I never really realized or knew I was a high achiever. I always thought, mm -hmm. no, I'm just, you know, like there's all these people that are more successful than me, that are younger than me, that are, you know, and I, I never really realized that until I remember one day mm. sitting down and someone was like, wait, so you've got your own business in social media marketing and you've got a social enterprise and you do art and photography. And, and we were talking about like, we somehow just got onto the topic of just what we do and, and yeah. we kind of like listed out some of the things that we were just, you know, proud of, you know, we were just celebrating life and, you know, just celebrating ourselves. And she was like, you're an absolute high achiever. And I remember thinking, am I like, is, is it, is that really like a thing? Like, uh, I mean, I know it's a thing, but like, I, mm. I it never, like it was something that I never would have called myself or said that until someone else yeah. pointed that out. And I thought, Oh, maybe that is, but I would say that one thing I am is someone that is quite motivated and someone that really does want to, you know, have long-term success. And, and the mm -hmm. big reason for that is because ultimately, I mean, you have a family, so I think you would know, you know, what it's like to have children and, you know, your wife and kids and, and to be able to afford the things that you like and enjoy. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I, you know, always like look towards is my future and thinking mm -hmm. about how I can support my family and, be able to, you know, live an abundant life where I, I just live very comfortably. I can give and contribute to the causes that are important to me, such as human trafficking and mm -hmm. understand that, you know, there's an abundance of opportunity out there and we can, we can go and make whatever we want of ourselves. If we decide that we want to go and, you know, really live our best lives because we only have one chance at this. So, why would I want to live a life where I would end up, you know, living a very comfortable lifestyle 
versus mm. a struggling, a financially struggling lifestyle for life. Like I, I chose that path and I'm, you know, yeah. so I've always very mindful of like committing to that vision and that goal. And also knowing that it's not just about how much you have now. It's actually also about like, you know, what, what can you give back as well, you know, to others and you can't give to others yes. unless your cup is full. So. That's, that's so true. That is so true to be able to give to others. You need to realize and be self-aware, right. Of what gifts that we already have. Yeah. How can we, how can we teach that? And a lot of times people, well, it's, it's, in, it's human nature to self-doubt, to have that self-limiting belief, right? Yeah. And if it wasn't for your mother to keep pushing you and keep achieving for that high, you know, for that next uh, achievement or, you know, being more confident, I think confidence is, is grown, is, is, what's that word? Um, it's cultivated from external sources. And then when you start realizing, then you are the self cultivator of that motivation and of that uh, confidence. Yes, for sure. Definitely. Okay. So uh, if my audience were listening and what, what lesson what some what are some of the tips that you can give them to um you know be more fearless in what their mind is set to like how what what are some of the tips that you can share with our audience yeah you know um one of my favorite songs and i don't know if you know this song but it's called 100 by Khalid mm -hmm. and um one of my favorite parts of that song um, is where he goes, you know, um, we've got to, we've got to stay. He, he, he sings about staying focused on the vision and not mm -hmm. caring about what others think or what others say. And that there are people out there that are going to pull you down. They're going to, um, you know, have their opinions of you, but you've got to walk your talk. And, mm -hmm. um, and, and in that song, if you listen carefully, if you even just look up the lyrics, you know, he, yeah. he specifically um, reminds people, he reminds us that we have to um, not care about what others think or say, because we're the ones that are living our word. And so yeah. I, I really think that at the end of the day, what matters is our integrity to ourselves and what feels good. So rather than working hard at something because it brings you money or because your parents said you have to, we should be doing the things that are easy to us that we enjoy because then mm -hmm. the money and the finances and the flow and abundance will come. It will naturally come without like, yeah. without you even having to strive. So rather than striving, do what makes you thrive and you know i guess all of that that's that's the reason why i decided when i started my first business um in coaching thrive and shine coaching which now has evolved into a social media agency very different to how i expected it at the start i called it thrive and shine because i really believe that when people rise up to thrive and to 
choose their true message, then they shine from the inside out. So, yeah. That is, that is, that is so, that is so true because, um, each one of us are unique and very in our own ways. There's no two of the same person, even two people growing up in the same house have completely different personalities, completely different passions, completely different uh, abilities that they occur, that they can use to grow themselves, help others. And I think that's one of the, that's one of the most powerful things as human beings, it is in our innate nature to help others thrive and Definitely. help others grow, you know, um, and it's, it just happens to be that somehow in society, it became okay to put other people down or it became okay to, you know, compare or, you know, compare and contrast. And unfortunately, that's bringing, you know, that's brought a lot of people down. And, you know, you started comparing the Jones as you would you have, you know, competition wise. But I think, um, you know, a lot of the times I've heard the term, it's lonely at the top. Mm. What's funny is that it's not it's not really lonely at top because people who are up there, they want other people to come up and they are willing to reach, you know, reach that hound down and like, Hey, let me help you up. Let me help you come up here. And you'll notice that is anytime you're, you're in a group of people and they're always raising right, like rising you up and, and encouraging you immediately you'll you'll start realizing that they are you know and it's always the people that are have achieved and gone through the process of the cocoon the butterfly and it's the people that that haven't figured that out they always will pull you down because they don't want to change they don't want you to change yeah very true that is so true um and you know and they're they're afraid of you changing i think that's a that's a really good point that you make you know the the people around you that you know might even be the people that love you but they are afraid like i i don't remember i, I remember for so long you know in that first year of my business my mum was like oh you know this is great but why don't you keep your keep your radiation license keep your full-time job you know or keep your keep a keep that skill up because you just never know when and, you know, but I remember going, you know, that's mom coming from a place of love, but I mm. also have to be responsible, you know, and yeah, if, if that's something that I needed, then definitely. But I also had to believe in myself and I, and I knew that yeah. I knew it was going to happen, that it was something that was absolutely possible. And I just needed to make sure that, you know, I was, um, you know, still doing the work, still, you know, still learning and, um, and practicing what I preach. And eventually yeah. it, you know, one day it happens where you look back and you go, Oh my gosh, I don't know what I was so afraid of. Like it was, you know, it was always bound to happen. So it's, no, that is, that is so beautiful, you know, um, because yes, we got to have that backup plan. We got to be able to, you know, land on our feet if nothing goes if everything goes downhill we still have a skill set that we can go back to right but i think i think gary gary v says and other others says you know you got to put it all in 
for it to really, you know, thrive and, and, and grow because it's almost like, so this year, because COVID-19, we were like, all right, we got to do some vegetable gardens because, you know, we're just going crazy. So we built this vegetable garden and we planted uh, these tomatoes and these cucumbers and these zucchinis and um, these summer squashes all together in a space. And this was our first time experimenting. And so I had no idea the type of plant a, a summer squash or zucchini plant looks like. Like I had no idea the way their growth patterns. We had tomatoes last year. Like, so I, I kind of knew, okay, tomatoes just grow top and they'll, they'll, you know, they'll expand sideways. And then a few weeks later, we're, you know, we're continuing the water. We provided good soil for them the squash took over an entire half section of the, you know, of the bed. And there's these, this, the poor eggplants were not even growing because they're not getting the sun. They're not getting the light. So what we did is like, okay, we need to build another one and move these eggplants over to the next one. And then when we did that, we saw that when you give the proper space and proper nutrients and proper time to something how it'll grow and then now our eggplants are doing amazing we've got these huge eggplants growing on them the plant has grown because now it's getting full sun but when you're i think it's, it's almost like if you have something on a back burner and that's what a side hustle technically is right this hobby it's, a, it's on a back burner you're not giving it full strength water fertilizer Absolutely. sun at all so it's not going to it's not going to grow absolutely could not agree more um i really think that you know if you're re if you really believe in something and you really believe that you are you can achieve it then no yeah. if, if you put your mind to it it will happen so whatever you put your mind to whatever you focus on is what yeah. and and if you sow your time and energy into it um, you're going to reach the, a point yeah. where you go, wow, you know, that was so worth it. Um, and, and you'll start to see rewards and then it, and then, you know, the fun happens, you know, you start to see rewards. So you, you put more into it yeah. and you put more and more and more, and then, you know, it starts to evolve. Yeah. You, you realize, oh, oh this is working. Let me put some more resource. Let me put some, give it some more space for it to grow. And then you start seeing, so, um, Absolutely. what are, what are some of the key things that somebody should focus on to establish that kind of mentality? Um, look, I think one of the key things that, um, you know, people need to look on is making sure that they have a good mentor. Um, and making sure that they are constantly learning because it is a process mm. of learning and evolving. And, um, you know, that's something that, you, you know, you, it doesn't just happen overnight. You know, your success yeah. um, is a continuous practice. It's continuously showing up um, and being, you know, being willing to like do it tough for a little bit to work yeah. more hours, etc. but committing to your vision um, you know, time, time will pass very, very quickly. And before you yeah. know it, 
um, you know, you'll be starting your second or your third business and, um, and you know, it, it, it gets exciting from there. It does. So um, I think in my mind, what, what's really also helpful, you know, besides a mentor, because they help guide you, they help raise you up and because they've walked the path, especially somebody that's done it yesterday is going to have a much fresher in their mind than somebody who's done it 10 years ago. Right, so we want to find coaches and mentors that's been very cl closely through that pathway, right? Definitely. They can see what you're, where you're coming from and able to guide you in that direction as well. I think that's really powerful. But then also being in a community where you have other like-minded people that are also looking to grow, also looking to expand their mind and, and, and um, upgrade their mindset. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Couldn't agree more, actually. Your community is everything. Um, and at the moment, as, as you know, um, you know, we're, we're actually working on a um, digital startup academy launch, which is um, a, a side um, thing of my a joint venture with um, two other experts. And we're, we're mm -hmm. showing people exactly that, how to build a community of raving fans and also to find your tribe. So, yeah. Beautiful. No, that's really, that's really important because once you find your tribe, but before you even get to that tribe part, you know, there's, there's a very important aspect that I think you need to realize and that's figuring out who you are. Definitely. Right. Figuring out what I love to do, like. I love playing with cameras. I love playing with toys or, you know, building Lego sets or, you know, uh, shooting videos or, you know, going out and riding my bike. And, you know, so you got to find what you're really truly passionate about and what you can truly teach somebody else about. Yeah. So I think that's, and that's what a mentor will tell you. Like, okay, let's figure out your why. Let's figure out who you are. Let's figure out who you really want to show up in the community as yes absolutely fantastic well phoebe it's been an awesome conversation you've shared your journey that no one's heard of before you're writing a book so we're you know super excited to see what when that book comes out and share with our audience and and they can connect with you on a much deeper level your motivations and how you've come through the realization and grown over time and help others do the same by through your companies um, and through your social media systems. It's It's been really exciting to learn more about you from a one-to-one -one rather than, you know, watching lives. And I mean, that's really, that has been very inspiring as well, you know, watching your lives on, on your Facebook and, and the different groups that the Thrive and Shine group, that's been pretty powerful. So at this point, I have, we usually have really cool questions for our guests. So if you stick around, we'll ask those questions and bring them to you. Sure. Sounds good. Awesome. All right. So the very first question, what is the one hobby that you wish you got into? That I wish I got into. Okay. Um, well, I can I say a hobby that I have eventually gotten into, or is it more something that I of haven't course. done? 
Well, yeah. I um, I recently discovered um, Latin dancing, and I and I wish that I got into that earlier. I mm-hmm. you know I, um, I I got into that right before COVID hit, so um, it was about three months. But luckily, I'm one of those people that love to immerse myself in whatever I'm doing. So mm-hmm. in those three months, I literally I was going to classes almost like every second day or social <laughs> events almost every second day. So I was lucky I did yeah. fit that in, but um, I yeah. definitely wish I got into that earlier. One thing I won't take for granted, of course, um, you know, in and amongst all this is, is just the fact that, you know, when you have freedom, use it um, because you just don't know how long, you know, you've got. So, and, and that applies in all areas of life in general, you know, make Absolutely. the most out of it. Yeah. That is so true. That is so true. And even though we've been stuck at home with COVID, there has been so many more opportunities available because now you're able to connect with people across time zones and borders without having to buy a ticket. Like I'm talking with you, you're in Australia. And I'm here in the US and you know, we're having this amazing conversation. So reach out and, you know, make that time valuable. Uh, One of my guests that I spoke with recently also loves got into Latin dancing, it changed her entire life. Uh, And she was talking how she's created an entire studio up in Canada, all around Latin, Latin dancing, and then she was naming all the different types of (laughs) dances there are and how it motivated her and and created this freedom for her. And then she's able to teach others. Oh, that is so beautiful. So good to hear. That's brilliant. All right, next question. What did you want to be when you were a child? Great questions. Um, I think when I was a child, I just wanted to I think it was something in the medical field. I think I just wanted to mm-hmm. be like a doctor or mm-hmm. a nurse or something, you know, I, I wanted to help people. And I think it also, again, was inspired by me and my mom. Cause when we used to play with my dolls, we would play yeah. um, big nurse, little nurse, and I'd like nurse the mm-hmm. dolls. So yeah, it was, <laughs> it was definitely something to do with um, the medicine field. And I, I, I guess in a way I did get into that um, for, mm-hmm. you know, for a bit of time. Well, what's powerful about that is the key aspect of that entire answer. What I see is that you love to help people. And guess what? Even though you're not in the medical field, you are still helping people. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. Yes, it is. And, um, and yeah, you're so right because we are always, you know, like it's still got to do with our purpose. And I think um, we don't necessarily change that much. It's more that we evolve. So, um, you know, the visions and things like that, that evolves as opposed to us necessarily changing or becoming a totally different person. It's more that we're just evolving into who we are, into who we're meant to be. Exactly. So cool. So awesome. All right. Next question. What is your favorite movie or TV show? And if not, how about a book? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think one of the, one of the favorite, oh, I have so many, but um, 
gosh, I think one of my, I think it might be easier if I choose my book because I'm actually looking at it right here at the corner of my eye. Um, it's called Conversations with God by Neil Donald mm. Walsh. And it's actually, funnily enough, um, not what the, the title of the book is. It's actually not not really about God, but it's about us mm-hmm. and the fact that we've got, we've got that... Um, you know, that creator in us and that the creator mm. actually, you know, we're all one and, um, and also we are nothing without each other. And this, this mm-hmm. book was amazing because it, it helps me to evolve so much from a young girl into realizing that I could go and be whoever I wanted to be and, and go and do whatever yeah. I wanted to do as well. And, um, and do what made what, you know, what really, Make, lit me up and you know things that make me happy and also mm-hmm. being that creative you know that creativity which wasn't necessarily yeah. as encouraged I mean like even though my family you know where like you know I've got my grandma who's an artist that I forgot to mention as well and she's mm-hmm. the one that where all the perfectionism comes from I think creativity mm-hmm. comes out in all different areas of life in different ways of how we live. And so we can yeah. choose to live in a creative way um, any time of the day, any day of the week. So I- No, absolutely. Yeah, so that's one of my favorite books because that really liberated me from a lot of like my perfectionism and my st- high standards that I had for myself. Mm. You know, when you mentioned about creator and <clears throat> creator and um in our and human beings per se it actually triggered a, a thought in my head and i started thinking about how human beings are made of clay and the entire property of clay is to stick together and mm. build upon you can you know you can, you can be a single brick but you're nothing as a single brick but if you put a brick together you have a strong wall, a strong foundation for something to grow. So I think that's in the nature, like we are created from atoms and atoms put together. So that's yeah. how we thrive. And <laughs> So true. That's such a good analogy again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm, and, and the other thing that I was thinking about was, so as human beings, we are, we are three-dimensional but there are so many other dimensions that we cannot see hear, or even experience. Uh, for example, angels are one dimensional. They're only, God only created them to, for angels to worship him. Then there's um, jinns or Iblis comes from, and they're two dimensional, basically they made of fire or smokeless fire. And I'm thinking about fire. Fire doesn't really need to stick together because it actually destroys everything that it, that comes in its path. Mm. And um, but human beings created from clay, being three dimensional, are the building, are character building. I mean, there's so many different levels that that we can go into, and I don't want to <laughs> go into a, a different philosophical. <laughs> You know, totally um, different episode, isn't it? <laughs> ep- different episode, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Next question. 
What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Oh, that's that's such a that's such a hard question. Um, yeah, that's a tricky one. I guess. I think for me, I I would want to be. There was a movie that I recently saw again with my、mm-hmm. mom. It's funny she's come up so many times in this、um, <laughs> conversation. But I I was watching a movie with my mom,、um, which was one of like the like best selling box office、um, movies in China last year,、mm-hmm. and it's called Climbers. And、um, I highly recommend it. Highly, highly recommend it. Climbers. It's、mm-hmm. about these climbers of Everest, and、um, and they actually start off the movie by、um, uh, showing you know these guys climbing Mount Everest, almost getting to the top. They're in death zone, so this is where like most people die in this area.、Mm-hmm. And、um, and one of the guys actually saves the life of the other guy. But loses the camera that records their climb, so they actually could not prove to the world that they climbed Everest that year, and they had to do it again 15 years later.、Oh. And it's an amazing movie, and there's this、um, woman who he fall he was in love with, and he comes back from the climb, and you know they see each other again, and、uh, you know you, you think oh it's happily ever after. But it's not because you know. Then he goes and does the climb again. But that she、mm-hmm. actually goes off to study in Russia. So they they don't see each other for a number of years until they meet again when he's on this. You know, he's about to prepare for the second climb. But she is the like the reporter of the conditions, the mountain conditions for them. So this beautiful、mm-hmm. story evolves, and it's about her encouraging him on his journey. And encouraging him to fulfill his goals and dreams, and and she actually、nice. enables him by being the voice in the ear when they're they're climbing to say, you know, go ahead or don't go. And、um, it's this beautiful movie. So it brought、oh, wow. me to tears. Such a good film, worth watching.、Um, yeah, climbers, highly recommended. So you'd be one of the climbers. I don't think I'd want to be one of the climbers. No, <laughs> no, definitely not. You'd be the reporter in the ear. Yes. Yeah. Being like, you can do this. Motivating, dude. It comes back again. You're motivating. You're helping <laughs> them achieve this goal. Look at that, dude. This. Wow, there you go. I, I I was just more inspired by love, the love that they had, and also the fact that yeah, she yeah. could take part in it. But yeah, it's so true. Because if it wasn't for her, I, I think I don't think he would have made it up in the end. But、yeah. there's a sad twist to the story, so I won't ruin it. Yeah. No, awesome. We no, we we need people like that to help us, and 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 a mentor does exactly that. They 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 can see the path in front of you. The scene where you came from. They spend a lot of time helping you realize what your potential. Yes. And because a lot of times you cannot see from the outside what, like, I can't see from the outside of what I'm look, what I look like, unless I have a camera in front of me, right? That's <laughs>、so、right. That's right, and that's what、so、that's、important. what her her role was. You know, he they they couldn't see that there's you know like there's going to be extreme weather coming up,、mm-hmm. or that you know to be careful of an avalanche,、um, and you know so that was something that you know she on the sidelines was helping them to be able to achieve. So it was really amazing.
That's awesome. I'll have to check out that movie for sure. Yes. Please let me know how you go. We'll do. Next question. Who is your favorite superhero or your superhero power? Mm, Okay. I think my favorite superhero um, would definitely be Mulan. um, Mm. Because what she does for her family is amazing. And, you know, and as a woman, she's like, I can do this. I can go to war, even though I'm a woman. And, um, you know, she like the love that she had for her family was incredible, um, is incredible. And, um, you know, I've seen so many different versions of it, but it's something that my grandma Mm -hmm. would tell me that story from a young age. And yeah, so that brings back good memories. It's so empowering, right? And and it's amazing that they've done that live action version of the film Mulan just recently, right? So it just came out, and we've seen the movie in anime animation form by Disney you know, many many years ago, but bringing that in reality and and showing the empowerment of women that anything is possible, you just gotta put your mind to it. That's right. So many parallels, man. It's driving me. <laughs> it's giving me goosebumps. <laughs> All right. Last question. If you were a board game, what would it be? Ah, if I was a board game, what would it be? Ah, wow. That's so hard. Can you can you tell me some board games <laughs> so I could choose? Sure. <laughs> so there's a board game called Trouble. There's a board game called Life. There's Scrabble. There's Monopoly, of course. There's Risk. Um, there's um, there's there's a ton of board games that come out that I don't even know about. They've even have a board game that can let you play soccer on a, as a board game. Wow. <laughs> Like you, you roll a dice and you come up with these cards and now you're making a pass to this. It's it's pretty interesting, intense how they created that. But anything you can imagine can become a board game. There's even a board game that Robert Kiyosaki actually created called the Cash Flow Quadrant or oh, the Rat amazing. Race, I think. Yeah, I, I would definitely love to be at one of Robert Kiyosaki's board games. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um you know, like... Rich Dad, Poor Dad was one of the first books my parents ever gave me as a kid. And that taught me so much. So let's go with that. (laughs) Nice. I like it. I recently actually got the teenage version of the Rich Dad, Poor Dad book. And I handed it over to my son. And he finished it up in two days. Wow. Uh, He's like, that was so good. He loves to read. He's 10 years old. He read all of Harry Potter books. Oh, wow. In about two weeks. Wow, that's amazing. Books. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I was like, okay, I need, to, I need to put this mind into a direction where he can grow at a, such a young age, you know? Absolutely. Potential is absolutely amazing. Yes. Awesome, Phoebe. Yeah. So thank you so much, Phoebe, for coming onto the podcast and sharing your journey, sharing your mindset sharing your wisdom you know we we keep growing we keep evolving based on where we put the energies and and you've you've definitely come a long way but 
you've got a long way to go. We've all got a long way to go, and we're going to continue to grow. Um, in fact, I was listening to Tony Horton of P90X, the trainer, and he's he's like, I've never been this strong ever before. And he's 61 years old. He's like, this is the strongest that I've ever been in his entire life. And the way his journey goes, is it's just beautiful. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. It was an absolute pleasure. And I'm definitely looking forward to sharing with your audience when my book comes out. And also for anyone that is, um, you know, looking to improve, do you mind if I um, give a plug? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Where can my audience find you? Um, yeah, they I can absolutely find me in um, two groups. I've got two Facebook groups. One is called the Digital Startup Academy, which we actually have just launched. We're, in fact, we're, we're on launch stage at the moment and we're just launching on the 23rd of October, our first three-day challenge. Um, so if, if, if um, listeners are, you know, listening to this, check out the Digital Startup Academy on Facebook in a Facebook group um, and also Thrive and Shine in Business because we have a an incredible group. I mean, that's how you and I have found ourselves as well. And, and I do a lot exactly. of Facebook lives in there. I love to share and, you know, and I love um, having, um, you know, having people be able to find their ideal clients through my group and facilitating that. So Thrive and Shine in Business um, is a great Facebook group, as is the Digital Startup Academy. And of course, please check me out on Instagram. My Insta handle is Thrive and Shine Co. It'd be great to, um, you know, be able to connect with your followers on that platform as well if they, if they use it. Absolutely, absolutely. So we'll be sure to drop in all the links to the show notes of this episode so that folks can find the groups, find you on Instagram and connect with you and learn more about Phoebe. Thank you so much again for coming on. Have an awesome day. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Congratulations. You made it to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening to our guest on this episode. Please send me an email at junaid at hacksandhobbies.com to tell me what you loved about our guest today. You could find links mentioned in this episode on the hacksandhobbies.com website. 